Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Vox Vomitus, which just happens to be our third Vox anniversary. We're toddlers now. <laughs> we are toddlers. We're toddlers. Our show's a toddler, which explains a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon, the author of the Kindle Award-winning novel, Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as Pretty Ugly, the Hotel series, and the soon-to-be-released on August 1st, The Japanese Box and Other Stories. Joining me today, as always and for the past three years, is my Vox Vomitous vixen, Alison Martin, author of The Bourbon Books, which includes dibs since September, Move on Melinda, which is on sale on Amazon right now, and Climb the Salmon Ladder. And Move on Melinda is the spiciest of your bourbon books, correct? The last two are both pretty spicy. So I I said it was the spiciest of the three. And at the time that was true because I hadn't written the fourth one. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it has the spiciest drink on the cover because it's tequila. It is tequila. And it it definitely has the spiciest main character because most people just want to smack Melinda. So there's that. But sometimes a little butt smacking is fine. Is there any of that in your book? I, I don't spoilers. Remember. I don't, yeah, like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember putting any butt smacking in there, but <laughs> and within like the first minute and a half, we're talking about butt smacking. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to our fancy literary podcast, um, which means word vomit. So there you go, word vomit. So thank you, everybody who is tuning in live right now, watching the replay, listening to us, or has tuned in in the past three years. People who have been guests, uh, we love and thank you all. I don't I feel like if I do this, I'm going to get lipstick all over my hands you and then I'm going to touch my face and then I'm going to look like I have chicken pox. Oh, my, my, uh, 12 so I'm just going to mime it with a line here. I'm like, are you scratched? It was hot sauce. Oh, awesome. It oh, was hot. almost like a May Cobb. I was going to say that's a May Cobb thing when she got the, the, I know last time May was a guest here, she got hot sauce in her eye and it was the most Texas moment that has ever <laughs> happened on our show. Very true. Um, and I feel like she deserves a special award for that. Yes. Um, also, just uh, I want to shout out to a bunch of people right now who had book releases yesterday. I'm going to forget people. So May Cobb with Cobb. A Likeable Woman. Megan Collins, Thicker Than Water. Carol Goodman. Oh, Bones of the Story. Bones of the Story. Thank you. Uh, uh, Philip Fricasse with his re-release of Boys in the Valley. Paul Tremblay with The Beast You Are. That's all I knew. In fact, I don't think I even knew Philip's book was being re-released. Paul was the one I was waiting on. Paul's was the one that the Barnes & Noble down at the Spectrum did not have, even though I wandered through the whole store. And my 10-year-old was very patient as I took books, pictures, and reorganized their store for them. Sorry. I love that. Because my local stores were closed, and I'm not happy about that, but they're being I also rearrange bookstores when I'm there now. I I tend to, if I know the author and I'm friends with them, they get the face-out slot. Mm -hmm. I do that. For sure. Barnes & Noble's going to ban both of us. Like, there they're coming, and they're touching things. They're touching the books. They're moving everything around. Um, So that is awesome. So, yes, congratulations to all of our friends of Vox Vomitus on your... Very popular July 11th release date. That's a Seriously, s- I don't know who picks that date in publishing as like the magical date, but 
everybody did. It's kind everybody of did, and I'm just gonna say it made for a very expensive book order <laughs> for me because <laughs> I'm just like, Oops. oh my gosh, and you know, so I'm. Uh, I think loyal listeners and watchers know that I am one of those people that buys books in multiple formats because I don't exactly know how I want to read it. I uh, like listening. You like listening. I like reading paper mm-hmm. and I also like uh, my Kindle mm-hmm. a lot. So I tend to buy like the ebook or if I get an ebook for free, I'll buy the hard copy. And see, I love that. Thank you, Elisa. Hi, she wishes Elisa. us a happy third Vox anniversary to the Vox Fixins. It's us. And I'm the same way. And one of the things I do, and okay, Amazon, if you're listening, I don't think they're listening, but if they are, there's a little trick I do. If I get a book for free, especially maybe as a beta or as an ARC, and it is later on Kindle Unlimited, of which I subscribe, I will slip through those pages to give the yes. page reads. And then also when I put my review on Amazon and I it's verified always, but then it's verified. And exactly. they don't know that I got a, an art copy because it was from somewhere else, or they don't know if I was a beta reader. So I do that in order to make sure that my review shows up. Exactly. Reviews help authors. Reviews help authors. Um, yeah. So I do that, especially like when we get things off NetGalley and everything like that. Boucher Khan says, is <gasps> Boucher Khan or Boucher Khan says, happy three-year anniversary, wonderful Hey, Boucher Khan. I always say Boucher Khan, but I've heard it pronounced both ways, and yeah. I am notorious for pronouncing everything the wrong way. Um, but hey, Boucher Khan. Hi. Boucher Khan San Diego in September. I might crash it even though I am not invited. <laughs> I look close <laughs> enough to crash, so I'm just like. You, hmm. Everybody's invited. You're a fan of the genre, I as people fan. will know when we give out our unofficial Voxies pretty they soon. They are so unofficial. They really should not exist. Thank oh. you, Marie. Marie. Hi, Marie. A happy anniversary. Oh, and she's cheersing us, and I'm drinking kombucha. I don't I don't know. I am drinking, um, as I there were so many people who were like, I'll be there. I'll be there on our Facebook post. And I was like, it feels like a party. And then I felt really bad that I was like a bad party host. Cause I have no alcohol, but this is flavored water with maraschino cherries in it. It's very festive. And honestly, there's like look, nine maraschino cherries. In there. Nobody can have what you have unless they're there in the house. So other than Roman or Tubby, no one actually is getting the drink. So it's not like, Hey Jennifer, did you bring a lot enough for the whole class? No, you can't, you can't give it people. I just want our viewers who might be uh, day drinking in their house to not feel so lonely. And for anybody who's like celebrating sobriety, yeah, that's awesome too. That is awesome too because maraschino cherries are amazing. Well, and this is, the kombucha actually has some natural organic alcohol that just shows up, I guess. But I don't really know how that works. I, I don't think it's it science. Get, I don't, I don't know. I'm drinking it for the probiotics because for everybody <laughs> who knows how I was sick most of the year, I'm trying to rebuild my gut biome. So I'm 80% kombucha right now by volume. It's okay. It's okay. I feel like a lot of our conversations recently in our private conversations have been like, Oh, what are you taking for your health? What probiotics are you taking? <laughs> we just shake medicine bottles at each other going, Oh, oh which yeah. one is that? Which I one don't is like that? that oh my God. This is what I'm doing now to. Yeah. So it's been a fun, 2023 and end of 2022 uh, health wise Uh, but it's also been a really fun year book wise that's better much better and honestly I don't feel like I was ever so sick as I was I want to say there was a time when we had CJ on and I was mostly 
half asleep, half drugged up while listening to her book. So I was like, look, if some of the things I talk about didn't happen in your book, just tell me because I may have hallucinated them and I apologize. But I was half awake listening to the book. I didn't have to do that this year. So every book we're going to talk about this year. We were awake. For. I was awake for that. I'm like, <laughs> I, can't, ears. I will say this is a good segue into one of our first categories. Yes, Regina, you did step into a digestive health conversation. I'm oh, drinking yeah. kombucha. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> we got sidetracked. We're not even 10 minutes in and we're sidetracked. That's really We've already talked about spankings and mm-hmm. uh, gut health. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, welcome to Vox Vomitus. Um, so I, uh, at the very end of 2022, I had COVID pretty badly and I read a ton of books. That's right. You had your, like, your COVID binge reading, which is bad. I like, did. Binge- vomiting or anything. Yeah. So I read so, so many books. And one of the books I read while I had COVID, we, I ended up uh, texting you, Allison, and saying, you have to read this right now and we have to get him on the show. And the book was was The Ghost Eaters (gasps) by Clay McLeod Chaplin. Yes. I loved that one. In fact, I think you told me, and then I didn't immediately get it because my, that was when my cloud library was not cooperating with me. And it was, I had, that's when I had to steal my 10 year old's book card and be able to access that. So um, if the public library system wonders why the 10 year old is reading such advanced books, I'm the 10 year old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is another one of those books that I bought in hardcover. In, mm-hmm. in a bookstore, when I went to go see Josh Mallerman, another friend of Fox Womanist, yes. at Gibson's Bookstore uh, in Concord, New Hampshire, and I fell totally in love with the cover for the, the book. The cover is amazing. For the Ghost Eaters. So I bought it. I binged it. I made you read it. You mm-hmm. loved it. I made my husband buy the audiobook, and then I listened to the audiobook with him. You did both? I did both. That's very, very, very rare. Yeah. I did both, like, almost back to back. Well, and Travis Simpson says Mallerman is a great guy, and we have to agree, and we would love to have him back soon. I am halfway through split a spin a black yarn because I can only do one story at a time, and then I have to recover before. I'm I do trying that. really hard with spin a black yarn to not devour it completely, do it. even though I'm gonna go back and reread the first. I mean, I've read the first three, and I want to mm-hmm. reread them um, again. And yes, uh, so before we yeah, have them, keep them fresh, keep them fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Josh Mallerman's amazing. I'm going to plug myself again. He blurbed my book, The Japanese Box, which comes out on August 1st. August 1st. And if you haven't seen the cover, then you clearly aren't following either of us on social media because we're both kind of obnoxious right now. It is beautiful. Don Noble did the cover. Is that right? Is it Noble or Nobel? I want to make a price. Noble. All right. Noble. It's Noble. Yeah. It's Noble. Gorgeous cover. Josh Norman's blurb is on the front. It's amazing. I have read some, but not all of them yet. I have to wait for my physical copy, but I hear the author might send me a PDF. I am. I am definitely going to do that. Um, There's one story in there that you've talked about for a while. And it It is my take on Lithium Moon. It's my take on a werewolf story. I want that one so bad. And I mean, you might not once you're reading it. it Once you're reading it, you're going to be like, oh, this is not what I expected from a werewolf story. Yeah, well, and that's why I want it, because I don't really need another regular werewolf story. I mean, I wrote a werewolf story years ago about how my dog was a werewolf that got stuck, but we just usually called her the crazy looking dog because she had these bug eyes and stuff, but that's probably not the kind of story you (laughs) No, not really. Um, So let's... Thank you, Marie. That cover is everything. Um, So getting back to the ghost eaters. The ghost eaters. Loved it so much. 
So it that mm-hmm. is one of our books that is tied for the <laughs> Voxy of I probably shouldn't be eating this. The Voxy. Uh, so why is that a title? I shouldn't eat uh, this. The I Ghost Eaters. Ghost What's eaters. the other one, Jen? Oh, it's the Book Eater. The Book Eater. <laughs> The book eaters, and you will see this on my social media later because I haven't had a chance to post it from my earlier attempt to go to Barnes and Noble. Uh, Sunyi Dean has an entire table at the Spectrum full of her book because it is amazing. I'm not going to tell the Hugos that they got things wrong by leaving her book out, but they kind of seem to have overlooked it because yeah. I think it should have been nominated. Easily one of the most inventive and just in- engrossing reads. It does not really fit any category other than possibly you shouldn't eat that. You shouldn't eat that. You shouldn't eat books. That's not. But then here's the thing. Um, In that book, The Book Eaters, uh, I really was on board with the people eating the books. That's fine. But there were other things being eaten in that book. That that is what I'm referring to with you probably Mm -hmm. shouldn't Mm -hmm. eat that. Just like in The Ghost Eaters. Yeah, they're mushrooms. I like mushrooms. And it's fine to eat mushrooms, but it's not fine to eat all mushrooms. Some mushrooms are not good for you. <laughs> oh, Dad, I just winked and it was so bad. Did you wink? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it again. I did. Was I it like know, that? It was really bad. I, you know, okay, let's do it together. One, two, three. <laughs> That's their new oh, screen. No, I just want to be using. You're like, will you please stop with that? But okay, I do love how our categories come up with things that they are not real categories. There are no awards for for that one. We were talking beforehand about sometimes people die by Simon okay. Stevenson, which we both loved. And there's no category for that because it's not a medical thriller. Not exactly. And it's, I mean, it's honestly the book, I would call it what you shouldn't have brought with you, Alice, into your checkup because that's not a good omen. Yeah. I would have called it just one more reason to not want to go to a doctor. True. You're like, don't trust hospitals. Don't trust hospitals. I went, I had read that before just a regular checkup and my checkup was fine. I had already read it and it was done before I was hospitalized for my appendectomy and then resulting C. diff. And I was just like, Simon, this is your fault. He denies any involvement, but you know, (laughs) I was, I was totally fine. And because now I drink nothing but kombucha, my gut biome is fine. (laughs) Oh no, Allison froze. Or am I frozen? It's an existential crisis. Mm -hmm. You're good. There's nothing else in that category though, because I don't think anything else fits there. I mean, something bad wrong, that is also a, yeah, something you probably shouldn't read before you go to the doctor, but that's one of our Southern Noir. That's one of our, yeah, one of our two for best Southern Noir. Um, This one also could have a subcategory of people who are really into the noir and the bar scene. That's true. Because we have Something Bad Wrong by Eric Pruitt, which Mm -hmm. blew my mind. Mm. And he was such a great interview. And I got um, very intoxicated on another interview with him (laughs) uh, when when I interviewed him and Sean Cosby. Here's that segue. So Sean Cosby's our other... Southern Noir winner, razor blade tears. These are my these are my tears. I don't I don't know if that if that was razor blade tears enough. I feel like this is not razor blade tears enough. But both of those books, Sean does not need an award for us because he just stacks them. I mean, I he literally wins every award. So. Yes, so he doesn't have room on his shelf for a voxy, but well, we they're imaginary, so for Sean's book because it's amazing. He's got a new one out, All the Sinners Bleed. So which I've already read. 
You've already read it. We we need to have oh. him back on. And then I, I need to read it closer so I actually remember any kind of details because my brain... It is seared oh. in my mind. Okay. So it's one that I won't forget anyway. Even you won't even forget. Little details? Nope. Little details. Oh, maybe the little details. But yeah, so Sean has had a huge year. Razorblade Tears won um, every award. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on The Tonight Show. He co-wrote a graphic novel with Questlove. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... um, He's just... He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Everywhere. And I was going to say he's everywhere all at everything once. Everything all that's, at once. I was going to say that too. Different. And I was just that's, like, no. That's completely different. But the, both of those were just amazing books with a genre that, again, one of the things I love about the show is finding these new subgenres. But I can't pretend that Southern Noir is new. It's just new to me because I wasn't paying attention to what's going on on that half of the country. I'm, like, I'm in California. <laughs> I don't really know. Is SoCal Southern? No. No, it is not. <laughs> Totally, totally different. These are like books that reference things like pimento cheese. That's not happening in this area. No, no. no. So, um, so if we're doing the, so those are our two top picks for Southern Noir. Southern Noir. Southern Noir. Um, but as I said, Noir in the Bar, mm-hmm. one of the most well-known hosts of Noir in the Bar in the D.C. Virginia area is um, Ed Amar. And his no, book. No Home for Killers? No Home for Killers. That we're not giving the award for Southern Noir. We're giving that another co-award for... I shouldn't be rooting for killers. I shouldn't be rooting for a murderer. <laughs> Honestly, that covers... Wait a second. That actually covers most of the books. On our- I know. Legitimately, when I wrote down my list of my top books, mm-hmm. every single one I, I was like, oh, that is a, a murderer. Because mm-hmm. even Razorblade Tears, you're rooting for criminals. I mean, they're not so bad. They're not bad. They're lovely. They're they're dads. You have to root for dads. dads. Exactly. Not, I mean, not come bad. on. And but yeah, I mean, no home for killers. It even right says that in the title. And yeah, like you know what you're getting. And he gave us these really great, creepy, um, like murderer masks. Freak my kids out. Yep. Thanks a lot. So and but you can't not root for a killer that hides in a tree eating the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. Uh-huh. I mean, how endearing That's just that? endearing. Yeah. Marshmallows if I did that, people would think I was a sad, <laughs> sad person if I just climbed in a tree and just like binge ate mush- uh, mar- marshmallows. Uh, but There are you things know. you can't do in New Hampshire, and that's one of them. I'm sure that's illegal. I'm sure it is. You can't, you can't do that there. But the other one, as far as us cheering for people, Amanda Jati says, you're invited. Yes. Okay. That one also would fit with random styles of fiction because that one had all those interview snippets which i just yep. loved which i love and found fiction ish types yes of and that one that one was such a good book and just i was laughing so hard at her promo campaign that had it in the style of like am i the jerk like yeah because i am the person you can say i'm the asshole i mean uh, we're, ours, we're, ours we're says, am i the jerk Oh, so I think it might depend on which site you get to, like if you're getting the PG-13 version. Oh, on Reddit, it's Am I the Asshole? And that makes sense. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, am, I, am I the asshole? Because I'm going to go to my best friend's ex-best friend's wedding, marrying my ex-fiance. And just reading that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those popcorn books. But it was it was so much deeper than popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting... I was suspecting a book up here, but with some darkness and it was way darker and way more thrilling than I had any. And of course I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been surprised with 
uh, my sweet girl, Amanda. I was going to say, cause I mean, I think my sweet girl won a Voxy last year, but does, I can't remember does, the character. Yeah. I think, I mean, the, uh, the award categories that we gave. I think it was probably psychopaths we were rooting for. It was psychopaths we were rooting Uh for. That's kind of the thing we do. It's it's (laughs) just the thing. Did we already mention a child alone with strangers or do we have a category of titles that are just way too long and I'm going to ask Philip to shorten his titles to fit in tweets better and Jennifer that goes double for you Um, because you have long titles which is why we just say the hotel series because when I have to type it it's like from daylight to madness. When the sleeping hotel book. Talk. When the sleeping Seriously. Talk. Um, I would just title. say we have not had him on the show yet, but I would love to have Eric LaRocca because his yes. titles are like entire <laughs> short stories, and I love them. <laughs> I saw one of his. I, t- I have to check my phone because I saw one of his in this in the Barnes and Noble section today, and it was next to something else. So I I think I took a picture of both of them, and I'm going. I don't know him yet. We have to have, I have like a separate page. His of parents live in New Hampshire, I think. So if you show up with a fruit basket and maybe some muffins for his mom, it's like, can your son come out and play? That won't be totally creepy. That <laughs> won't be, be totally, totally creepy. It'll just be like mildly just creepy. A little bit. Just a little. And if anybody's going, why are so many of your books so dark? Well, okay. So here's the thing. We do read a lot of books that <laughs> both of us like because Jennifer won't read romance unless uh-huh. I put like unless not you a make, gun make her make head, me. but I, I bribe her and and or threaten. And so I do I'm enjoy every book that you have recommended romance wise. And, and I, I enjoy. I will not steer you wrong, but that's why. So I do a separate show. So we are celebrating three years of Vox Vominus, and we're I'm I'm about two years of doing to the moon Allison. And since I don't do a separate show for that, I would love to do shout outs to some of the favorites we've had. And I will say best books that I could not make Jennifer. read. <laughs> not saying I didn't want to, but, <laughs> but these ha- are ones, these are ones that appeal to a different crowd perhaps. Yes. And some of you may be like, but those are the books I love. So exactly. one of the best, okay. So one of the best rom-coms and first for me, like that is the thing that I've been trying to expand and read more rom-coms because technically I kind of write them, but I kind of don't because someone explained to me that my books are romance with humor. And I'm like, isn't that a rom-com? And they're like, no, because apparently rom-coms require more of like the tropes and a certain beat structure that when I was writing, I'm like, I don't know what that is. And one of the ones, and I do think you would love Love, hate, and clickbait. With by I love that name. Isn't and that I, an amazing title? I remember when you those... were reading that, and I saw, and I watched the show too. Yes, obviously, and so I was good. like, it was, I kind of want to read that. It's enemies to lovers, and it's like rivals to lovers, and it's also you hate both of the main characters. It's a male male romance, and you you seriously, I know, I saw some people who DNF'd it because they hated both of the main characters. And I well, just that, those are the books cool. I like. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to like any of the characters. <laughs> But they grow on you is the thing. I want to love them. I don't want to like them. There is character development, but they both start off with you wanting to knock their heads together and telling them to just grow up and knock it off and just get their heads out of their asses. But that's okay. But it was was really enjoyable. So for people who are like, you know, I do like every so often a good rom-com. That is one to pick up. And then there are the books that are way too fantasy or sci-fi or whatever. And they're just, they're not very grounded for Jennifer. And one of them literally isn't grounded. And that's uh, Critic Arouse, Surviving Sky. I mean, literally there's an island in the air floating around. So talk about not grounded. It's just floating around. And that one was amazing. And talk about world building. If people are looking for a book that does phenomenal world building, go grab that one. And Jen, we had James Rollins on when he was being yes. Dr. Doom, when he was he was talking about an action series 
I have him on for his ridiculously intense fantasy series. So I had him on. I feel like those are too smart for me. They're not too smart for you. However, you do have to pay attention. Beginning, yeah, Yeah. you have to pay attention. And those are also take notes. They have pictures in them. (gasps) Oh, they have pictures of animals in them. So I was kind of bummed because the first one I had a physical copy, and the second one I listened to. And I didn't get to see the pictures of the creatures. So I had to use my imagination and then draw them myself. And I don't think I was accurate. I'll but pretty much read anything that has pictures of animals the or creatures. Characters, in it. There are mirror bats. Don't you want a mirror bat? I do. I want bats. So that's, I just, but this year we had Cradle of Ice and that was super great. And I can't wait for the third one to come out. And I think he's doing like boom, boom, boom. So I think I'll get the next one probably springtime, late winter of 2024. Nice. So I'm like, gimme. And then, Okay, I'm going to go back to books like, why was this not on the Hugos? Because I'm still mad about Cindy not being on the Hugos because no one consulted me for the Hugos, apparently. <laughs> and I, okay, it's possible that Rika Aoki's book may have been published too, too, too early. Too early. So it's possible it was up last year because I know it was up for a nebula. And I don't remember whether it won or not, but her book, Light from Uncommon Stars, is just absolutely amazing. Has great trans rep. It has deals with demons and violins and also a donut shop in LA. So, I mean, I don't know how anybody makes sense of any of that, but somehow she did. And it was just gorgeous. And it's one of those that if you haven't heard of it, go ahead and please go pick that one up. Look for the koi on the front. It's just gorgeous. Uh, But the one that actually is on the list from Goodreads, like these were eligible. And then I go back going, why is this not on the list? Please explain yourself, Hugo Committee, <laughs> is uh, Mary McMinn's Book of Gothel. And um, most people go, Gothel, isn't that Rapunzel? Because all of us now, okay, everybody who has a kid and had to see Tangled a million times, the mother Gothel is- Never like, seen it. You don't have to see it because you don't have children yeah. making you see like, <laughs> No, exactly. Frozen right. a thousand times. Have you seen Frozen a thousand times? No. I have. I know. You don't need to see a thousand times. It's fine. But Book of Gothel is amazing. And if you're looking for a fairy tale, that's not it. It's it's a story of a young woman growing up in really early Germany and what happens to her when she has to kind of fend for herself and all the things happening. And there are, what would you call a magical garden? And I don't mean magical as in like magic, but a little bit magic. Kind of, there's probably a word for it, but I can't think of probably it right now. Probably is. But like things where you're making tinctures and not quite potions, but oh, elixirs. Yeah. So like an apothecary's garden. Kind of apothecary's garden, but I feel like there's even another word. So if anybody's watching this and is going, Allison, why don't you know this word? I probably right. Just do. look I it up, people. Look it up on YouTube. Um, you tell me. But I, that, I, I, I would like to have one of those gardens. We have this yes. island at our in our yard, and we've been like contemplating making like a poison garden. You would, wouldn't you? You're like, look at me, growing all the things that will kill the native wildlife if they eat it. Don't do that. You have no, to. No, not necessarily. but. Don't let Tubby eat it. You worry about him getting into stuff. You can't have a poison Oh, no. Like, no, this garden is like, it it literally is like an island, like on like this little hill in the middle of our driveway. So he doesn't get So you're saying Tubby cannot get to this thing? No, he cannot get to it. He's like, ooh, challenge. He's never anywhere near it. (laughs) We don't like him to go in the grass in our yard because it's overrun with ticks. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my seven-year-old goes outside and he doesn't come back with ticks, but he comes back with burrs all over his feet. Because oh, he come well, because he comes outside without his shoes and just his socks. <laughs> okay, so she's saying Re- Regina is saying witch's garden. Are you saying herbarary? I can't even say herbarary. That sounds like I've got stuff on my herbarary. Would um, it be herbarary? 
herbarium? It might be herbarium instead of, is it herbs but, but that, or herbs? It's herbs in, if you're in like the UK. Okay. And it's herbs if you're in, in the United States. Herbarium. Harry. You say it like yes. that. We've got a little yes. bit of a... Harry. Herbarium. Herbarium. And then it sounds like Burberry. What what accent are we doing? I don't think it's anything. I think it was like country club cartoon. <laughs> it's bad, whatever it is. It was well, really bad. Okay, so I recently found out that one of our, well, it's one of my agency siblings, so it would make your agency cousin, my has agency worked cousin. on both Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig. So shout out to Betty on that. And I'm like, thank you. And apparently they pushed to not, when they brought it over to America, lose the UK accents and you still have UK voices. I'm like, thank you. This is why my children sound British. <laughs> love it love it um so i don't know if you have any other books on your list i have another i have one more shout out to do what other i have one more shout out too but it's it's a shout out to a bunch of people because it's it's a collection <gasps> yes okay so l- i'll do mine and then we'll do yours because yeah. that was going to be on my list too um but i want to do yours after because we're having the editor for that book we back are. on our show in a couple weeks so um uh, my, and I don't know again, what category this would be. Cause this could what also else? be this. It could also be, oops, I think I'm rooting for a killer. Uh, but I'm going to go with best use of a Gothic house yes. and, um, the worst romance quote. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say romance, worst love story. And by worst, I mean like really interesting. And Worse gross. As in one you don't want to live through. Let's one you don't want to live through. One you um, want to read. Yeah. Um, so it's The Ingenue by Rachel Kapelke Dale. And yes. I loved her book, The Ballerinas. That was one of my COVID reads. And then um, I bought this one immediately because I was just like, just gimme, 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 gimme. Well, and I'll tell you, The Ballerinas, I haven't read that one yet and I need to. And it's one of those things where I wanted to. And then I found a book on Cloud Library that looks similar and I told you about it. And then I read it and it was kind of a letdown. So I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But I was just like, but it has such a pretty cover and it had a cool title and it sounded really cool. And then, meh. Yeah. Well, I will say (laughs) The Ballerinas does not disappoint. And um, and I found Rachel Kapelke Dale because Megan Collins was talking about her on Instagram and Megan talking. Was? About, yes, she wasn't talking about serial colors or sewing mousetrap. Nope. She, oh. I mean, this was a while. Or ago. Taylor Swift, because usually Megan's talking yeah. about one of those or, two things. Or the dog, or, okay. or her dog. No, but this was a while ago. It was one of her like bookish posts because she does like monthly reviews and she's so supportive of other authors, and I love that. But that is how I got introduced to the ballerinas, and it. then in turn the ingenue, and. If you like books that are, you know, dual timeline about and just like family drama and There's relationships. Definitely some family drama and definitely sometimes where you're like, why are people? Because why I, I would people? say why are men, but there were also some women doing things where there's a lot like, of like why, why, are why, is your, why is your mom like that? Yeah. So if you've ever had a tricky relationship with your mom or a bad relationship, or you are hoping to inherit your family home, uh, this book has something for everybody. And especially like, and it also has fairy tales written for little feminists. That's the other part is we're like, um, when are you going to release that book? And she's like, well, <laughs> go release that book. You, you already <laughs> have kind of the punchlines of each one or the morals of each of the stories. I don't think it would take too much to do then world building around them. Cause I mean, it's a great concept and I'd let my kids read them. I got exactly. little feminists. <laughs> All right. So the other book on your list, which also would have been on my list, but then we had to 
they had to divvy up some things. Yeah, well, this is one. It doesn't and fit this anything is, because it's and also a it's a collection, which I love collections. And I'll just say this: I feel like collections and especially short, short story collections are the unsung heroes of the literary world because first off. I love them in the fact that you can explore a concept that maybe doesn't sustain a whole novel. And there are a lot of really cool concepts that just don't quite sustain a whole novel. And I love being able to explore things like that. And I love collections by different authors because you get to have intros to people and discover new people that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise picked up. And we read Other Terrors, which had so many, some people we already knew and were like, yes, we get to read by these authors we know. And I now I'm following some of the ones that I hadn't heard of and have read other works by them. Um, But it was Rena Mason and Vince. I'm going to mess up Vince's last name. Liaguno. Let's go with Liaguno. That or I'm going to call Liaguno. Well, yeah, otherwise I'm going to just call him Linguini and that is Italian racist, also pasta. But I <laughs> that's a, yesterday I was, uh, I was like trying to go with my daughter to the store and my brain was just short circuiting and I knew we needed Pico de Gallo and I'm like, Bronwyn, we need, we need Cinco de Mayo. And she just looks at me and she goes, mom, it, we already had Cinco. And I'm like, I'm at Pico de Gallo. They both have three words. I didn't mean to be racist. But <laughs> I'm just like, my brain does not remember the name for salsa. And yes, I, I needed that. And Clearly, I'm nothing up here sometimes, but we got what we needed and we got that. I know book. I'm turning my back on you, but. Are um, you getting other terrors? Do you have it back there? I'm, I am I do, but I can't reach it. I'm actually getting, um, so Vince is going to be back on our <gasps> yes. show August 2nd. 2nd. Um, and Unspeakable Horror 3. Which I can't is wait for that. LGBTQ horror anthology um, that Vince edited. So we're so excited. I just got this. It's very shiny. It's very shiny. Dark um, rainbow rising. I love dark that. rainbow rising. And dark I love <laughs> like I just I love um queer horror so much. I mean, obviously that's <laughs> you know again, read the Japanese have, box. <laughs> do you have any do you have any states have probably already banned the book? I bet a lot. Did you hear about the little free libraries in Florida? Because this is amazing. So shout out to the little free libraries association. And I had to explain to my husband yesterday what one was. I'm like, you haven't seen them around town. Where have you been? You may not have them where you live, Jen, because you guys are all we so do. spread out. I don't. You guys. I don't even know where you'd find them because you're so. We don't like, have them. Uh, we don't have too many like where I live, particularly uh-huh. in my town, because it's like yeah, the driveways There's are really far apart. Go uh, into but the where deep, dark I, woods and find one. Yeah, where I stay in uh, Concord, oh, New Hampshire, yeah. that the neighborhood I stay in um, when I go to work, like because people are like, "What is she talking about?" Um, I work a couple days a week, not in near where I live, so I stay someplace else. Uh, but the neighborhood is chalk filled with little free libraries. Well, I love that, and apparently, the Little Free Library Association is encouraging Floridians to stock all the books that they aren't allowed to have in any normal place now, thanks to Florida's weird and draconian backwards-ass laws in the Little Free Libraries, which I think is an amazing idea. And I think that's really awesome. And And I love the Little Free Libraries. And, you know, I love the idea of like, hey, here's some books and take a book, leave a book. And I've been told, because one of my, uh, one of my things coming up in that I'm happy about that hasn't happened yet is I'm getting new covers for my books, but I have a bunch left over because I went to a signing event that wasn't as well attended as I thought. And I thought I would do more and I haven't done more. And now I'm going to be getting new covers. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these? And people are like, you can just drive around and put them in all. <laughs> That's what I've, I've, like, I have a ton of my uh, my book, Pretty Ugly, also changed covers. I have exactly. a ton of the old cover. What do you I'm do? Like, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna mm. stick them in every little free library in that neighborhood. Well, and I'm sure I'll keep I'll keep mine for some signings and stuff. And I am excited yeah. about being able. And to now they're collectors' editions. They'll be and collectors they are editions. collectors' editions, like the upside down airplane. But exactly. But they're the covers. I'm hoping will be amazing. They will not be done by the amazing Don Noble because that is not the right aesthetic for. No, for probably not. Prices, but yeah. <laughs> but we love collections, and of the stories I've read at the Japanese box, I already love them. So I'm excited to get to read more of those and. Did, did you say when it comes out? It comes out August. 1st. It comes August first. It is available for pre-sale now in uh, paperback through mm-hmm. uh, Gibson's Bookstore, Gibson's Indie Bookstore in Concord, New Hampshire. They ship everywhere, uh, or Barnes and Noble, or Amazon, or any place that you buy paperbacks. But I'm always going to uh, plug my local bookstore first. Like local one, and I will say, uh, I got. I won't say talked into, it was the right business decision to make to get the Barnes and Noble membership card when I was <laughs> buying too many things at one point. And that was the first time I was trying to order something online through them when I was buying your book. Cause I usually just walk into the store cause it's, yeah. it's right there. And they gave me free shipping because I'm a member. And today when I was helping my 10 year old spend her book card, gift card from her birthday, I got double points today cause it's prime days. So apparently everybody's doing special prime stuff. And I'm like, I love double it. points. I don't know what the points mean. But I have <laughs> you have double of them. Oh, I have twice as many to figure out with the later, but I was going to buy more books there, but none of the new releases that you mentioned, none of them are there yet. So apparently Barnes it takes a little while, a little slow on the uptake with getting the new ones. But that meant I did go through the whole store and take pictures of everything and annoy my daughter a lot. (laughs) It was good because I told her she had to get at least one book with words in it and not just pictures like what she's 10 i'm not like doing anything ridiculous i'm not right her because if you haven't been in one of these stores recently they have books and they have so many other things that she's like rainbow course and i'm just going can we get you a book and she's some books and she got an origami thing and then also a rainbow corn and then she's wearing like the tiara from it i don't love it giant things where you'll have to if it's a rainbow tiara you'll have to wear it when it's not rainbow um rainbow corn is the is like the i don't know what that is it's the brand it looks like a giant egg and there's an animal inside but this one came with a tiara and a wand and a little bracelet she could make is it kept her occupied for at least 10 minutes so i was happy but it wasn't it wasn't a rainbow tiara because if it was yeah i'd be stealing it i need a rainbow tiara that's awesome i I don't have one well i'm excited um I know we've had a bit of a hiatus this summer. Allison's going on vacation in a couple of weeks. I just got back from vacation. There are things going on. Uh, <laughs> the world. Just, the world is going on. But we are back from hiatus. We have a bunch of guests coming up soon, including Vince. We have Kim Taylor Blakemore. We have Mae Cobb. Uh, we don't have dates set, but we are going to be having Carol Goodman, Paul Tremblay, Megan Collins, Lori Raider Day, and many others so it's going to be a really exciting year and i know um our friend josh mallerman has asked to come back i think he just wants to have another three-hour interview with us where we drink like an entire bottle of bourbon each and yeah and so we have been, to clear out a whole sunday he's that. been binging all of the like the the twin, twin peaks stuff yeah. so unless he has a new obsession i'm assuming we're going to be talking about that at some point which is fine with me i but. know he messaged me he's like when i'm done with with twin peaks i have to come back on the show <laughs> And really, that's fine. You, that's you can always have our platform for just going crazy, and that's fine. Okay, and Regina wants to say a physics garden 
we'll take that between between now and our next show. Maybe we'll come up with a better word for whatever it was I was trying. I liked to witch's garden. A witch's garden. I should. That just, that seems like I have the book over there. <laughs> I should just go look at the book and see what Mary called it. Or you can put it in the Mary. What was we, it? When we pause, when we post uh, well, our our screenshots. And before before we go, I I want to say all the authors we have, we have been so fortunate to have such amazing authors and most of them seem to want to come back, which is amazing. And I just, I love that. And they're all welcome back and we would love to have a karaoke or sleepover. I don't know, but there are certain authors, some of which I just don't know how to get a hold of because like their social media seems to be a closed loop where they go, I don't talk to anybody ever. And they might actually be a figment of my imagination and others are just really, really big and really, really busy and don't have time to, to mess with us. But if there are any authors watching this going, I would like to be on your show, reach out. We probably reach want out, please. We like that. Um, and if, if here in Ennis ever finds that herself listening to this or their self, cause I'm not entirely sure what pronouns Heron uses, mm-hmm. but Heron wrote leech, which is again, stuck to me, no pun intended with leech. And that one also should have been on the Hugos. And again, Nobody asked me, but I tried stalking them on Facebook. I tried stalking them on Twitter. My stalking is not very good because I couldn't find even a place to find out who reps them to say, anybody know how to get a hold of this amazing author so we can go. Yeah, because you've been talking about that book for a while. And I was just like, okay, your job is to stalk them. I'm stalking Megan Abbott. Megan knows we're stalking her. Megan knows we're being, yeah. But we're very friendly stalking her. And and N.K. Jemison, I am so in love with the city we became. And then this year is the world we make. And that one also should have been the Hugos. And I know she does not have time to talk to me. But if she ever does... I would love for her to come on this show. And technically that's way more sci-fi speculative. So it should come on to the moon Atlas. And, but she could do a double decker. She could do a double decker. And honestly, Jeffrey like a double feature. Us. So it's like seeing mm-hmm. Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. <laughs> they do not go together. They do because it's Barbieheimer and both of those movies open on the same day. And Roman and I are honestly considering spending like six hours in a movie theater. We haven't been in a movie theater since before COVID. And I feel like these are the two that I've got to see. What a way to go back. (laughs) So on that note, on Barbieheimer, um, thank you everybody for tuning in uh, for the past three years. Three. 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 I, I can't believe I had the, the, coordination to do that you're a dancer i know but not with my hands oh you don't dance with your i mean i do i do a lot of like this stuff i don't do any of that (laughs) i can sometimes type that's about it (laughs) kitten typing that's all i got all right (laughs) again thank you everybody if you are watching this on youtube on the replay or anything subscribe we're on on their live so if you're seeing this live if you're seeing this subscribe Or um, leave us a rating uh, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Oh, that reminds me. So uh, yesterday I had my agency sister, Emma Corey, on with her book, The Sword and Shield, and she has a giveaway. And if you're like, hey, you know what? I want book merch. Go on that video and comment on that video and you might get yourself a book or some stickers. I'm like, oh, now I want to, I might comment on that. I don't think I'm, I'm not... I'm not the only eligible. person is not eligible is me because she sent me one for me. She's like, the one I signed is for you, and the other one is for giveaways. So oh. by all means, I, there's nothing saying you can't have the other book if nobody else is commenting. But 
Let's get some other people commenting and saying, yeah, I want that book. Yep. So head to our YouTube. It's called Vox Vomitus Podcast. It's pretty easy to find. Just type in Vox Vomitus. The channel's there. Hit subscribe. That's yep. it. It's free. Doesn't it's cost free. you anything. Just <laughs> And you get the joy of us on an almost weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note. Uh, on that Quick. note, buy the Japanese box and other stories. August 1st. Pre-order it now. August 1st. Pre-orders are really helpful. And uh, yeah. That's it. We will see you all next week. Happy Boxiversary. Bye.